What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. Howard Bender and Adam Ronis here, courtesy of Fantasy Alarm here on the Sawdust Podcast Network. Adam! So much has been going on now. Um, but I haven't spoken to you at all, really, maybe five minutes on Saturday uh, during the NL Labor auction draft uh, that was going on. Um, the hell are you, man? You had NBA All-Star Weekend. There's spring training in the air. Uh, you got some Dallas Cowboy positive news for yourself today. So this is a, been a, a, a big weekend for you. Yeah, definitely a lot of baseball right now, you know, seeing things happening in spring training and going through the news and seeing some of the things that are happening, uh, making changes. I made a sweep through my rankings today. You could check that out, fantasyalarm.com, part of the fantasy baseball draft kit. So I'll be making daily changes on that. Uh, so, you know, players are going to move up and down based on little injury news, maybe of velocity up, maybe someone's looking like they're going to get a job. So you got to constantly tweak and make updates. So doing that and yeah, watch the all-star game. Uh, everything was in one day. They did everything on Sunday. They did the three point shooting contest and the skills competition before the game slam dunk at halftime um, and NBA returns on Wednesday. So you know, it was nice to get a little break from that because uh, it's a grind every single day when you're <laughs> doing they were re- killing you oh dude yeah it was brutal last week was just absolute train wreck man you know with all the guys sitting and you know i really didn't i didn't i didn't even i don't even think i did anything on thursday as far as wagering and even the articles i wrote up i only gave out like three picks just because i had that labor salary cap at four o'clock and there was just too much news going on uh with guys sitting and so it was it was chaos uh, hopefully we get back to to normal this week and it's not as bad. Uh, you expect that sometimes going into the all-star break teams are just going to be cautious and sit guys out. You know, LeBron James didn't sit all year. He finally got a rest right before the all-star break, which I understand that, you know, I had no issue with that, but some of the last minute shit's got to stop. And uh, it really was a problem last week. So hopefully we can get past that now and it'll probably return right before the end of the regular season. Yeah, I don't. I I just I don't see things changing for you. I don't think things are getting easier for you. Are you kidding, dude? I'm like, I you know I gotta like sit down and talk with you about you know baseball content for crying out loud. But I I don't mean you know where where the hell are you gonna go uh, for all of that, knowing what the uh, what the NBA is still doing to you and likely going to continue uh, for the duration of the season. You don't see it getting easier, do you? No, but. I hopefully we don't have what we had this week until the last couple of weeks of the regular season as teams gear up for the playoffs. Um, but you know, it's the NBA, so we'll probably get a, a night or two here or there with a last minute scratch. Yeah, folks, uh, by the time that the uh, that the MLB All Star break happens, Adam Ronis is going to be a hot mess. A hot mess. I'm before then, what's that? I'll be a hot mess before then. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you, we'll see a gradual decline. Like, what we should do is we should do like a before and after photo, right? Like, right, you know, take a shot of you right now during the All Star break for for NBA, and then take another shot um, of you like on a live stream, all haggard and whatnot. 
come mid-season for uh, for MLB. I think it would be a fun experiment for the kids at home. I don't know if it'll be fun for me, but <laughs> we will see. Dude, you're going to get worked. Worked. We all are. But, I mean, listen, that's what we do. We grind. I mean, at, at some point, you'd think that the grind would come to an end as we get older and further along in our careers, and yet uh, it doesn't seem to stop. Does it, it doesn't stop for you, does it? No, it doesn't. It just increases. Right? What the hell is that all about? Like, when 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 does it when does it ever get easy? When when do we just become the once a week columnist uh, and then never worry about anything else again? Uh, I got to give up a couple sports. Maybe I'll just stop doing a sport. Become like these one sport guys who, who complain <laughs> about all the work they have. Oh, hey, man, come on. Football is 365 days a year. Mm -hmm. Football is all the time, man, because there's crazy stuff going on. Like, really, like now I've got to sit here and assess the Dallas Cowboys cap situation in the wake of their Dallas, the Dak Prescott contract, Adam. That's important stuff here right now. Definitely is, man. You got to spend a lot of time on it. It's definitely going to make a difference on you winning your fantasy football championship. When you, <laughs> I got to ask you, like, like, I mean, really, um, were you just, were you, were you ever doing the hiring in this industry? Me? No. I mean, no. Uh, when I was part of a startup and we had an app, I was responsible for bringing in people to answer questions. On the right. app, because uh, we guaranteed like an answer within an hour. So I always had to, I was responsible for that, making sure it was manned and everything. So I did hire some people to do stuff, but it was more like freelance, small pay. When um, somebody comes at you and says, I just, I only want to do football. Like, what's your reaction to that? Um, I mean, it, you don't separate yourself. I mean, you have to be outstanding, obviously. Um, you, but most people, if they're doing that, they probably have a limited track record. I mean, look, there are a lot of people that only do football in this industry. So, yeah. but I think you have to be established or do something different that separates you. So it, it can be difficult, but I think you obviously want to have, if you can, the ability to do multiple sports. If you're trying to break into this industry, yes. If you've been around for 20 years, right? Like, I mean, legitimately, I could, you know, you or I could make the move to a one sport thing. You could just do basketball and that's it. That's it. You, nothing, nothing else to do. I could just do football, right? Just take baseball off, give that to somebody else and, and whatever. I, um, you know. But for somebody like breaking in, somebody trying to get a job, like you have to do more than one sport. I don't even, I don't give a shit if the other sport is like, you know, Australian league rugby, right? Like, I don't, I don't care. Yeah. Or like golf or MMA or NASCAR. Yeah. You know? Give me a niche sport. That's fine. Like, you just can't sit there and be like, yeah, I just want to do football. Like, that just doesn't cut it. It doesn't cut it. Especially for sites that use like you know that that handle multiple sports. I don't know. I don't know. Um, all right, so I was I was just kind of teasing around a little bit as far as the Dak Prescott news, but I mean, let's face it here, we we can touch on that a little bit. Dallas Cowboys. Um, I mean, it's a good deal for Dak. It was like 
don't know, I think it was it was uh, it was reported at four years, one hundred and sixty million. But then it turns out that it's um, it's actually like a six year deal that he can void after four. Um, and it makes it very, very cap friendly for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, but more importantly, from a fantasy perspective, it keeps Dak Prescott with Ezekiel Elliott, with CeeDee Lamb, with Michael Gallup, um, with Amari Cooper. Like, the band's staying together, at least. Yeah, I mean, it's great for fantasy. We saw what they did last year before he got injured. They'll also get back some of the offensive linemen that missed time. That was one of the big issues. So, you know, this offense looks like it's going to be – let's not forget Blake Jarwin, too. He was hurt. Uh, I know Dalton Schultz did a nice job. I think Jarwin's better. So, they're loaded on offense. And, you know, Dak – Prescott was playing at an MVP level before he went down. He was one of the top fantasy quarterbacks. So, yeah, this is, you know, great if, for any of your Cowboys players. Yeah. I mean, if you're sitting in a dice, and it's so funny, too. I had somebody who uh, who picked up an orphan dynasty team, which I hate. I, you know, I, like if you're going to if you're going to play dynasty, like jump in fresh, like to, to pick up an orphan team that just. You know, obviously wasn't cared for, wasn't cultivated. The the, the players on it um, are are usually trashy. But this guy picked up a, uh, a, a, a di- an orphan dynasty team has both uh, Lamb and uh, and Michael Gallup on it. So I mean, it's a nice tandem to have, no doubt about it. Yeah, and you know, we saw Lamb put up way better numbers when Dak was there. Uh, Cooper and him have a good rapport. So, yeah, I mean, this offense was so much fun to watch last year uh, when Dak was the quarterback and uh, should pick up where they left off. As long as Dak is healthy and all indications are he should be good to go. Uh, That was a tough injury. It was tough to watch. Even if you hated the Cowboys, I think you don't you never want to see a player get injured like that. Uh, um, And hopefully he'll be good to go. Hopefully. So there you go. A little bit of football and. Can't don't know. There's not much basketball to talk about. Although you and Lisa Ann are going to talk futures for uh, NBA, maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll do that tomorrow's show. Well, let's do that. Let's play around with that tomorrow's show. We'll give you guys some uh, some midseason props to take a look at in the NBA. Uh, Adam absolutely crushing it over at WagerAlarm.com. Uh, you want to get involved over there? No doubt about it. A um, lot of baseball happening with baseball draft season right now. Uh, the Labor League of uh, Alternative Baseball Reality. A um, couple of auctions over the weekend, a couple of drafts earlier in the week. Um, some great stuff. So I want to talk to Adam about his thoughts uh, with that. But beforehand, why don't we give a quick shout out here to our uh, good friends and sponsor, Monkey Night Fight, the DFS site you all need to be playing on. Here's why. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning. Even you, Adam. Even you. Uh, monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and esports, too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. 
You know what else MonkeyKnifeFight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up? And if you use the promo code ANTIUP, one word, A-N-T-E-U-P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like MonkeyKnifeFight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Play Play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. <laughs> All right. So, Adam, you were on the, uh, I believe you were on the SiriusXM broadcast team for Saturday's Labor NL only auction. Um, I was on the, uh, I was on the auctioning side of the, uh, of the AL uh version on sunday night um you know one of the things that i and i and i had to talk to to Bowden about this and explain to him because he was like he was disgusted with with some of the rosters in nl only and and i was like you know you have to you have to understand jim when you're looking at a 12 team nl only uh even if you're looking at a 15 team mixed league 15 team mixed league Still, the player pool is is magnificent in co- in comparison here. Um, do you play in a lot of single leagues? No, I have, and that, I think that's the thing. If you've never played in a format like this, then you have no idea. Like you just don't know until you are setting a lineup every week, until you're going to the waiver wire and sorting by at bats. And there's three guys that had at bats on the season. Uh, and pitchers are not available. And then you have the reserve round. So, yeah, it's very challenging. I've played it in a few times. Uh, AL, actually, I don't know why. It seems like I've played in more AL-only leagues. Just happen to be that way. I don't do it anymore. Look, they're challenging. Um, I don't find it as interesting anymore. Um, I, it's just it's just so difficult. Um, again, I would be up for the challenge. I just never – pretty much the reason why with – labor and tout is those leagues have been around and by the time i was able to jump in it was pretty much in the mixed leagues um you know again i wasn't in labor until last year you know i guess they don't want me in there because they feel like i'm going to come <laughs> in and, and win but so i didn't get into last year and it was obviously the new 12 team mixed league auction um and then tout i think this is my sixth or seventh year i believe coming up actually which is tuesday night i have that draft um, so it just worked out that way and I'm fine. It's not like, Oh, I got to get in these AL, AL only leagues. Uh, but they're definitely challenging. And you, you, you're net. I said it on the broadcast. You're not coming out of this draft without a weakness, unless you're playing with a bunch of people who don't know what they're doing. You're coming out with the weakness and you have to figure out either before what your plan is. Okay. I'm not going to spend on catchers. I'm not going to spend on saves. I'm going to spend cheap on the outfield or it develops as the auction goes along, but it's almost impossible to come out with a well-balanced team when their competition is good. It's almost impossible. Yeah. Oh, believe me. I know. I mean, <laughs> I went through this and I mean, listen, you know, the, 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 the people who are, we're competing against hasn't changed in the, what, three or four years that I've been in, uh, in this NL only, uh, for labor. So, I mean, going against all of these guys, they know me, I know them, uh, definitely made it difficult there. And I did, I walked in with that plan of, uh, 
you know, I'm not going to pay for saves. I'm just not going to do it. It's just, it's too much of a mess in the national league. There's so many, you know, situations which are kind of up for grabs. There's so many different situations where you're looking at handcuffing and it just, it just, it bummed me out. I, I went in there and I was like, all right, I want to get, you know, a handful of top tier talent, but what I wanted to do and what was important to me was to get, you know, a few guys who had good multi-position eligibility because with the way the labor rules are that, you know, you can't just, I can't just take, you know, Tommy LaStella out of second base or middle infield. I can't just take him and put him on my bench. I, I you either have to drop, like you, you're going to, you, you, the reserve round guys that you take who are considered $0 like those guys, you can move up and down from bench to starter, but you can't you can't just take a guy out because he's cold at the plate and put him on the bench. Like he's got to be hurt or you have to drop him. And that's like a huge, huge pain in the ass. And it's something that, you know, I always made sure I, I kind of focused. So when I got like Tommy Edmond and Max Muncie, I was feeling good. Like I was feeling really good about it. I think when I was on the, on the broadcast with you guys, it was actually I was still feeling good about my draft, and then uh, and then it derailed at the end. I, I, I when I asked you about that, you sounded surprised when I said that that my draft derailed. Well, I guess I'm trying to remember. Did we did we go off when the whole thing was done, or just the reserves? Maybe that's why. Um, I don't. We clear. I didn't see any of the reserve round picks. And maybe you had a few spots left. So maybe I didn't see the final part of your roster, which I am looking at now. Um, so what is it? The couple of outfielders that you got? Or well, is it, all right, so, see the so, pitching? so here's what here's what happened. You ready? <laughs> here's the story. And you know, I'm I'm actually I'm in the process of writing a a new kicking rocks column about this because uh this draft was completely sabotaged by my wife. How about that? You really? ready? Uh, see, this is why I can't get married. No, right? Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> this could have been anything. Wife, girlfriend, significant other, whatever the case. Roommate, doesn't matter. So so I'm cruising through this draft, and I'm feeling great about it, right? I mean, I'm feeling really, really good about it. I got Lindor, who I'm happy about. I got Edmund and Muncie. I got Ronald Acuna. I got Darvish and Gallon as my top two starters there. Um you know, spent a couple of bucks on Mike Soroka and Devin Williams. I felt good about that. Even the Herman Marquez pick. Love that pick, bro. Right? For I mean, $4. I know I know, you, I know you can't bench him here, right? But, you know, it's NL only. So you're going to just play him the whole year. And there's still a possibility as an ERA under four. And maybe he gets traded as well. But, yes. yeah, even if he doesn't. I mean, he two years ago he had an ERA under four. So, and he's phenomenal on the road. So, yeah, I was kind of surprised at that. I was, I was a little taken back myself. I really was. I really was, but I was happy. Um, and, you know, again, when you're looking for a guy who's going to, you know, throw some innings, you know, I don't want Lenny Melnick to, like, freak out and, you know, yell at people about the innings minimum again. But, you know, like it, it's good to have that, you know, available to me. Well, so... So here I am, and I'm feeling great about this draft, and we're taking a break so that, you know, SiriusXM can interview one of the guys. 
And I'm like, oh, there's a perfect spot to like, let me go in, let me go take a leak, let me grab like a piece of fruit, like a banana or something like that, come back out here and 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 kill this draft. Well, lo and behold, my wife had this array of snacks sitting on the on the kitchen counter, and she was like, Oh, I was just gonna bring you out a bunch of stuff here. So that you had something uh, to eat during the draft, right? And I was like, wow, that's unbelievable. So she's got this like salami and cheese plate available to me here. And it's like, you know, nice Italian salami. And then there's some sliced cheddar. And there's some uh, there's some Swiss that goes with it. So whatever. And I was like, wow, look at that. And there's like some Havarti. I was blown away, right? Like sweetheart of a lady, right? Amazing. All right, so what do I do? I grab the cheese, the salami and cheese platter. I grab the bag of popcorn, get an extra bottle of water, come running back out to the shed. I sit down. Uh, the broadcast hasn't started back up yet. The draft hasn't started back up yet. I'm like, all right, sick. This is great. So I start, you know, I start eating a little. I'm enjoying it. Um, and then it all just kind of fell apart because all of a sudden I was like, shit, I'm using my fingers. I'm using my hands. I got to get another paper towel. I had one with me and then I had like an, an, another one like on the other side of like the, the, the I have like a side table to my desk and there were some paper towels over there. So I needed to go and I needed to grab those because my fingers were all greasy and I don't know what happened, man, but I spilled a bottle of water. It was on the desk. I had the salami and cheese there. I grabbed some paper towel. I dropped the paper towel. Uh, underneath my desk, it was over by my feet. Um, you know, I got a big belly, so like bending over to try and get it while I'm on a chair with wheels. Needless to say, all of this is going on during the bidding of Dylan Carlson, who is a player I wanted. I was targeting. I was looking at Dylan Carlson, and I was like, all right. Um, you know, I'm watching the bidding go for him, and I'm like, sick. I, you know, I'm budgeted twenty bucks for him. I see the bidding kind of stalls out. I throw 17 on him. Lenny Melnick throws 18 on him. Um, you know, he waited to like the very last second to do it. And it was like the going, going, and right before gone, he does that. But as that's all happening and I'm trying to click the mouse with my greasy fingers and there's water on the desk and there's all this shit happening at once, I, I miss it and I don't click on the uh, bid properly. And uh, and I don't get it. Like it it times out basically. So it was like going, going, gone, and whatever. And and I just I immediately went on tilt right after that. I I just I had a a hard time recovering for it. The the outfield started to really thin out um, afterwards. I saw where I was money wise that I needed to you know to to fill some other spots up and make sure that I was covered. You know, at the infield, I still needed a first baseman at that point. Or at least, you know, what I was trying to do is I was trying to keep it so that I could, like, leave Tommy Edmond, you know, grab some outfielders so I could push Tommy Edmond and leave him in the infield and not move him to the outfield, right? So I wanted to find a home for, for Max Muncy also and make sure that he was in a good spot. So, like, all this shit's happening. I don't get Dylan Carlson. Then all of a sudden, outfield starts to thin out. Um I overpaid on David Peralta. I overpaid on Sam Hilliard and, and that whole thing, like overpaying on those guys 
forced me to take some money from pitching. So, I mean, I like my relievers. I, I like what I've got there, but I could have still used, um, you know, a better reliever, but I could have used that money for, instead of having to deal with like fucking Johan Camargo or Josh Harrison, right? I could have gone with like a $5 Kevin Newman or a $7 Carter Kaboom. Like these guys were still out there and that was the range that I had was targeting them. Uh, but I just, it, it all fell apart over there. And then I overpaid on, on Peralta and Hilliard, which fucked me in the, uh, on the tail end of, uh, of a middle infielder and a corner infielder, basically is really where it went down. And it all just kind of fell apart on me like that. I, I still love my team. I still, you know, I mean, I think this team definitely competes for the championship this year. Um, but I mean, talk about like a draft derailment, uh, and and it's my wife's fault. It's my wife's fault for trying to be this considerate, caring, loving creature. No, who it's had your sex fault for her fat ass husband. It's your fault. This goes back to a discussion we had last week or two weeks ago. You were saying, "Hey, what's your draft situation? What do you do? Do you have snacks?" And what did I tell you, dude? I don't eat. I eat before. I already have a plan. I have a draft 8 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday. I'm going to get my Italian dinner around six six thirty. I'm going to eat, get my coffee, and that's it. Nothing during the draft, man. The draft is all about focus, man. So, I, look, everyone does something a different way. And, I'm look, I was, in the, I was hungry on the broadcast, bro. It was five hours, so I know the feeling. But I couldn't eat. <laughs> you know, I had no choice. I couldn't eat during that time. Uh, my, even the labor draft was terrible because um, I tend not to eat much early in the day. It's just the way that I'm built. I really don't eat breakfast. I wake up late and I, there's days where I don't want to eat. So the labor draft was terrible because I had like coffee and a donut. And then I'm like, damn, I'm not hungry, but I have to eat now. I don't want to go on a coffee and a donut from like 11 AM till, and I had no idea that shit was going to finish at nine 30 when we started at four. So imagine that. <laughs> And I ordered food around 2, 2.30, and I took like two or three bites, and I'm like, I'm just not hungry. It's so, it's something that I have to – some people are like, oh, you got to force yourself. You got to force yourself. If I don't want to eat, I can't. So I think I even – I think I had like a banana. Like I was trying to do something, and I didn't feel that well after it because it was so long. But, yeah, I think you always – that's – it sounds crazy like, oh, food. But, yeah, you got to figure it out because – Especially now, it would have been different if we were down in Florida, right? You could have eaten something before. Maybe they have a break and they had out some food you eat. Um, but yeah, man, you you got to be careful with that. Like you have to prepare everything. So that's exactly what I said. I said if we were if we were doing this draft in person, Steve Gardner orders pizzas, and then we right, and you take a break, and take you a eat, break, we clean eat. your hands. Yeah, yep. Yep. plus in like, person too, you don't have to deal. Look, I think the soft. I've done. Plenty of auction. My home league auction league, we've done every year online probably for 10 years now, maybe less. So we're used to it. And there is always a little glitch. Sometimes it's happened to me. I've lost internet connection a couple of times. I probably told you this story. This was two or three years ago. Um, I had but I had saved my money. I'm like, all right, I'm getting Carlos Carrasco. And I lost my internet connection. I'm like, damn it. I got to get back in the draft room. And, oh. you know, it takes a minute or two. I get back in and I see the chat. Yo, Ronis is out. Hurry up. Let's bid on as many players as possible. And when I was gone, Carrasco went. And I, it was frustrating and I was pissed off. And I'm like, all right, fuck it. Nothing I can do now. I just got to move on and figure it out. 
So it's a lot more difficult in a mono league because you lose out on that one player you were targeting, like a Carlson. There's not many left. And you saw it in this too. And this happens in every auction, mixed or, or mono, but especially in the mono leagues. We were sitting there. We were talking about on the broadcast. Like there were like three teams that have money left. And we're sitting there like, wh- what are they waiting for? Like, who are the players? We could identify a couple. Um, like Derek Cardi was one of them. But I got to say this about Cardi's team. If you look at it, you might go, that's eh, not sexy. He's got every day at bats pretty much up and down his lineup, man. Yeah. And that's what you want. So, yep. I mean, look at, let's, Alfaro Barnhart. All right, whatever, catchers. Brandon Belt could be, you know, might miss some time early in the year, but he was great last year. He's going to, Belt's going to play every day. Castro, Trey Turner, Evan Longoria. Again, not sexy, but he's playing. Cattell Marte, Joey Votto, Alex Dickerson, Cole Calhoun. Hurt to begin the year, but shouldn't miss much time. Tyler O'Neill should be starting to begin the year. Maybe he doesn't play every day. Could lose at bats. Corey Dickerson and Kevin Pillar is really the only one I didn't notice that at the time. And Adam Frazier. I mean, that's a real good job of just getting every day at bats. It, nothing I said on some of those players sounded, you're probably like, oh, that's not good. You need at bats in NO only AO only formats. And I thought he did a pretty good job of it because he was sitting there with a lot of money for a while. We were like, uh, who's he kind of waiting on? I think Doug Dennis was one of them. And someone else, I forgot who that we were just sitting there like, what are they doing to fill this team? And you know what happens. That player gets thrown out and they all get overbid because people see the tear drop and like, I got to get this guy. Which is what happened with me with David Peralta and Sam Hilliard, because those guys all who you were talking about, they all had money. Right. And I was like, all right. I mean, I, I was, don't think the Peralta was a I mean, I don't have dollar values for and only I don't think Peralta was an overbid. Hilliard is is dicey just because it's Colorado. Like I've seen some games in the spring. He has not played. Look, it's difficult to predict what Colorado is going to do. If anyone says they know, they don't. You know, they have Hampson there. We've heard good things about Brendan Rodgers. Could he play second? McMahon play third. Hampson gets some time in the outfield. Hilliard's got the tools. Uh, he got the ability, so I would want him on my team. Twelve dollars. I mean, we're, that could work out, or you'll be like, "Damn, he's not playing enough." So that's kind of—I don't know if we could answer that one yet. Um, I don't know if I can answer it either. But you know, I mean, again, if if I was looking at that, if I was looking at what I was doing, um, you know, again, I it, guess you would. Would you have rather paid two dollars more for Jack Peterson? I mean, I don't know. Um, I mean, it's I hindsight, know. and that's people remember this, man. They look at these boards after it's over, don't realize when the players are thrown out. Oh, how could you spend this much? It all is the timing of when the player comes out. So please keep that in mind. And because that's what everyone does. Oh, I can't believe this guy went for four dollars more. Why don't you do it with him? Well, um, I spent early. And, you know, and I think like Walker Bueller for 27 with um, Gianella, I think he probably looked back and he even said it when we interviewed him. When you see, you don't know what the pitching is going to go for. And there were a lot of bargains on pitching in this league because I think the National League has more pitching compared to the AL. So, yeah, you're sitting there and you go, well, I wish I wouldn't have spent 27 on Bueller. Well, you didn't know at the time that some of these other guys were going to go much cheaper than they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I was shocked that I got Zach Gallon for 19. Yeah, I mean, who was the other guy that I was? Corbin Burns. Corbin Burns for $4? Like, what? I was like, okay, that guy goes like in the third, fourth round of mixed league drafts. Yeah. No, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I think it's uh, it. It was very, it was very interesting as to how everything was was kind of laying out for for that, um, you know, and what people were paying up for, what they weren't paying up for. I mean, I listen. I 
I, I had it's so funny, man. Like I, I'm sitting on Ronald Acuna at 41. Uh, in in my auction values, I had him at 48. So I was like, oh, you know, when I saw him go for you know 40 with uh, with Van Riper, I was like, oh, okay, beautiful, 41. And then nobody did anything. I was like, okay, that's even better. It allowed me to 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 go a couple of bucks more for Francisco Lindor. Um, you know, it allowed me to go for uh, you know. I, I took you Darvish at 28. I was like, okay. I mean, this, you know, it's just, I mean, that's the way it goes in an auction. You never know how the prices are going to be set until they're set. Right. And it happened to me too in, in the mixed league. You know, you just, I'm, I came out aggressive, said this is what I'm going to do. And because I, we were having a debate on air. I don't know if you heard it. Uh, Jacob DeGrom went for 40 and clearly he was, you know, higher than everyone. And then they're trying to like, oh, would you rather have Kershaw and Hendricks or DeGrom? I'm like, you can't do that, man. Like, <laughs> it's the whole roster, okay? And we, you could look at the end and go, okay, maybe DeGrom was over. There's a reason DeGrom is by far the highest price guy. I mean, he's been dominant for three, four years in a row. So he should be in his own tier, whether he should be – I mean, who was the second highest price pitcher? Was it Darvish at 28? I think I so. I think it was, Yeah. So is he $12 better? I mean, you probably – I think when you spend 40 on DeGrom, you probably expect some of the second-tier guys to go 33 34 35 and it didn't happen. So you could look back and go, all right, well, maybe I should have done that. But you have to decide at the time. You know, just like I went in and I said, I'm going to spend on DeGrom a Cole. And they both went for 45 And I'm okay with it. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it's just interesting the way it, it turned out. Especially because when you saw an offense, you know, you see Mookie Betts go for 40, Acuna go to, you know, for 41. Um, you know, Juan Soto was, where's Soto? 41. Soto was 41 also. But then you look and you see Christian Yelich at 35. And you're like, okay, that makes sense. Like, that's kind of where I thought things were going to do for um, for pitching, which is why I threw, you know, I took Darvish at 28. I thought I was getting a, a nice little bargain there, a nice little steal for that. But I mean, it's just yeah, it's it's just kind of the way it uh, the way it falls out sometimes. But I mean, long so, as so like in this in this format, you if if you were in this one, you would go, oh, maybe it paid to wait and see what the market is. But it, I, it doesn't always work that way. You could jump out early, spend, and oh wow, I got bargains. They're not spending in this room, so there's no. There's no right or wrong here. You kind of have to feel out the room. You come in with a plan and then you adjust accordingly. But in this case, like if I, if I, I mean, it's easy to say after I would be like, all right, give me all the 12 to $17 pitchers. I'll build my team that way. Like kind of what Lenny did. I like what he did. Freed at 15, Burns at 14, Wheeler 14, Eflin nine. I like that. But you don't know that before. Right. <laughs> you can't pencil it in like that. And people will just look at the board and go, oh, I can't believe. Why'd you spend this one again? And if, if you played an auction, you know exactly what we're talking about. If you've never played in an auction and you're curious and you want to get in, it doesn't work like just analyzing the final board. It's all when the players are thrown out. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I am. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. These leagues I, I are say, very hard, bro. You need it is very so, hard, but I love you it. You need man. a lot of things to go right, man. You need guys to stay healthy. Yeah. You need some of your cheap players to overperform. Uh, there's so many 
things that you need to break right. So you just hope to come out of draft day with a good nucleus. And then after that, a lot depends on health, uh, getting the values. You know, you get a couple of injuries in a mono league and it can be very, very difficult because you just can't go to the waiver wire. Be like, oh, yeah, replace them. Yeah. In a mixed league, especially a 12 team, definitely can. 15 team league, there's some options. But in a mono league, very, very difficult. And everyone's – like, say there's a breakout player week one, everyone's bidding on them. Right, yeah, you're, you're playing in a league where there are no secrets. Like, everybody is in on everybody else. Like, that was that was why I was, like, so surprised that Zach Gallen went uh, for as cheap as he did because I know that there are just so many people who are on this kid um, on a regular basis. So – it's funny stuff, man. It's definitely funny stuff. But yeah, listen, I'll do this all day long. So wait, you're saying, Adam, that I'm not? You don't think I'm gonna I'm gonna go wire to wire and win this championship like I did in 2018? Um, you could. I actually have a similar team. Not yeah. in like the players, but in like the style of my draft and the way things kind of broke for me. I like it. I like it a lot. You know? Yeah, I mean, again, a couple couple of the players that you get, you know, say NCR Day wins the job or Kristen Pache gets hurt or, you know what I mean? Like, that, you kind of need some of those breaks or Aquino gets a spot or and someone gets hurt. You, so many things, you know, you get little things like that. You know, the Soroka probably going to be out a month, so that's not a big deal, though, I don't think. You know, as long as he comes back. Even maybe mid-April, uh, I can throw him. Right. I can throw him onto my IL. I can right. throw in somebody who's going to just get some innings and get some work in, keep supplementing the strikeouts, and then like you know, like that's the thing is like when you get a guy off of the IL, you know that there's nobody on waivers that's being added to anybody's team. Like that's that's a big move. That's a big big move. Like that that definitely helps. And yeah, listen if. Uh, if um, what's his face? If Joaquin Soria doesn't hold down the closers job, Stefan Crichton's there. If Devin Williams gets that job in Milwaukee, I've got him right there as well. Um, Kenley Jansen gets hurt. People are still looking at, you know, Bruce Dar Gratterall as a, as a possibility there. I've got Blake trying. So I've got guys who are like kind of just waiting in the wings and who will get the work in, you know, for, for the time being right now to kind of help along. So, yeah, I mean, I just, I feel like, I mean, this was just, you know, again, it was one of those situations where felt pretty good, um, you know, overall at the end of the draft, except for when my wife tried to ruin everything for me. <laughs> Don't blame her, bro. It's on you. No, no, no. Was... I, I blamed her, dude. I got out of the draft. I went inside. Right. So she now she's like, never going to supply any food for you. She was like, like okay, how was the know. draft? I was like, it was great right up until you gave me that fucking salami and cheese. She was probably looked at you like, "What the fuck are you talking that's about?" That's exactly right? what she said. It was a that's a direct quote, actually. I wouldn't. I'm not surprised. I, and what I don't the fuck her. are you talking about? And then I explained to her what it was, and you know what she said? What? I should have given you more paper towels. I'm sorry. Oh, get out of here! She did not. She did. She totally did. Oh my goodness! I she was it. like, I totally. She's like, I understand. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I didn't think of that. She's like, she I didn't think the about the fact you. that you'd be eating it with she your hands. She smacked the shit out of you. Don't lie. Well, that was that was later. I mean, come <laughs> on, that was that was <laughs> later to make up for it, huh? 
Oh, real quickly, can I go on a rant before we get out of here? Yeah, you can. Okay. I'm a commissioner of a couple leagues, and I always ask for the league fee two to three weeks before the draft for this exact reason of what happened today. So both the leagues that I commissioned, I asked, I said the money is due today. My home league, everyone paid, no problem. Another league, I sent a message to the guy. I sent an email. I sent the league message an email. Then I get a response just a little while ago. Okay, I'm going to read exactly what was said. Um, and he goes, um, sorry, I'm traveling. Do you have a replacement? If you don't, I'll do it and won't leave you hanging. I'm just slammed at work for daily baseball leagues. I go, well, this is a weekly league. And why didn't you tell me sooner? And he goes, oh, I'll do it. I go, nah, I'm going to replace you. I don't want someone in league. Why do you wait until this? Now, could you imagine if I said the league fee is due the day before the draft? And then I have to deal with this shit. So commissioners out there, you got to get the league fee weeks before the draft because you don't want to run into situation. And maybe you guys are soft like Justin Fenstermann. <laughs> now, <laughs> I've said this to him and he even said you're right and he's learning because he used to be like, oh, I'll just get the league fee. They're my friends. They'll pay me. No, they don't. I don't care how good your friends are. They're not going to pay you. You got to get the league fee before the draft starts. And preferably two weeks in case you run into a situation where the guy says, I can't pay or that day doesn't work. No, none of that shit. OK, don't be soft as a commissioner. Get everything done. Get all the money in. Howard knows he was in the GST Football League. I don't mess around. I get the money. And Howard won. He got paid right away. Right, Howard? You got yes, paid did. the next day, two days later, whatever. That's how it should be done. So commissioners, don't be soft. Get that money two weeks before the draft in case you run into a situation like this where someone's, oh, I can't make it now. You imagine if, if I said, yeah, the league fees due the day of the draft or the day before and you run into this. You're not. It's going to be tough to get someone last second. So make sure you handle all this stuff as a commissioner beforehand so you don't run into these problems. Because it's like I don't even know this dude. I put the social media post out. I'm being kind. I'm opening it to people who want to play against me. Right. And then. This happens, and you told me a month ago you were in. You didn't think about this? I sent out a couple of emails recently. So I hate dealing with that bullshit. So this is just a message to those commissioners out there. Make sure you ask for that leak fee like two weeks before the draft date, just in case you run into this situation. It gives you enough time to go find a replacement. So, Adam, do you need a, a replacement for this draft? Uh, not yet, because someone I was talking to said, hey, they wanted in the league. And I said, all right, if someone doesn't pay, I'll let you know. And I already reached out to them. So why? You want in? No, I, not uh, me, dude. I figured one of our, our, our wonderful listeners here of the Annie Up podcast could get we in actually, the— uh, We do have—we um, so already have someone from Alarm in this league. Uh, Joe Galina is in this league. Oh, okay. Is there anyone else from in this one? Joe Galina, that's, I mean, he's, he's like old-school Roto experts guy, too, right? Yes, yeah. Mm -hmm. So you know him from back in the day. Yes. Look at that. Y'all come crawling a bender at some point or another. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I came here for Al Williams, not you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Al's yeah. my guy, bro. I actually think I came to you. Um, hey, uh, hearing some things. Hey, uh, what you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we, we, yeah, we, we, we've been in contact for, for a while. 
It was us. Yes, we've you and I have been in contact for a very long time, and it was always one of those things like, I got a spot, you know, and you're a free agent, and you've never been a free agent. Yeah, I mean, I always make sure before I leave, I have something lined up. And I'm not one. Of, I'm not one of those guys who goes poaching talent from other websites. Yeah, now. you did, no, you definitely didn't do it. This was my decision for sure. Like, I don't want people to think like, oh, they were coming at. No, it was nothing like that. It just happened to be my contract was up at where I was, and it just worked out that there was a mutual fit, and it's been greatness so far. After a year. It has been a good year, hasn't it, Adam? Yeah, I mean, considering, I mean, geez, yeah, I came here right, like, what, five months into my stint at Alarm. We're in a pandemic, and we didn't stop. We were doing videos, podcasts, our radio shows continued. So, yeah, we just kept plowing through things, and now we're just inundated with sports. So, uh, just glad that it's back, and, you know, it seems to be in a good spot. Hopefully, COVID-19 doesn't wreck baseball too much. Uh, we did. Did you see that? Um, who who were the two players that were sent home for breaking protocols? It was Indians. Was it Framo Reyes and who was the other guy? It was well, I remember Re- last year? No, that was re- this was this weekend again. Fran Mill. Yeah. I think. Let me double check. Dude, that, that motherfucker. I'm sorry, man, but he he got he he. Jose Ramirez and Framo uh, Reyes. They broke COVID nineteen protocols. Like, what's going on with Cleveland, bro? Dude, I don't know, but this is the second time that Fran Fran Mill did this last year. Was it him last year too? Yeah, yeah. Fran Mill broke protocol last year also, and that was that yeah, was like a right. big That's deal. Great, they sent yeah. him home. Mm-hmm. They went out to dinners and were indoors, which I guess vi- that's pretty bad because we're allowed to go outdoors. I mean, indoors and eat, but it violates the COVID nineteen guidelines established by MLB and the players' union. So. Um, they came to the complex Saturday, were sent home. They didn't have any contact with any other players or personnel. So um, they were honest about what happened. And uh, yeah, because last year was also, remember, Clevenger and Plesak. Yep, Clevenger and Plesak and Fran Mill did it last year too. Unbelievable. Well, it's good that we're oh, weeding them to, out now. So they get to return Tuesday. Okay, that's pretty quick. All right. Yeah. So. Um, Oh, by the way, and, and uh, he Adam Lorber is also in this league too. Lorber, yeah, him and his dad. Oh, and it, oh, they share a team. Yeah. Oh, I wonder if this is the league that they always ask me about. Um. Now suddenly, I nah, feel like I think I'm in this isn't league. it the isn't it the dynasty league? They this is not a dynasty league. It's a redraft. He asked me. It's usually his dynasty league. He asks about right. Uh, it depends. Did he have Matt Olson last year? No, because I did. Oh, I think okay. I did. I, I and let me see. Did that have the draft results last year? Because I <laughs> I won this league. I won this league pretty much going away, man. Last year. Oh no wonder you don't want me in that league, dude. I never said that at all. Get out well, of here. Just, you know, I mean, it's 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 not a big deal. You're not hurting my feelings by not inviting. Me. Like, I mean, if you just want to keep the competition, you told low, me we talked about this. You said you didn't want to join another league. This. Yeah, but that was before I knew that you were, like, setting everybody else up as patsies. I was not, dude. There's good players in this league. Christopher Carroll's in this league. This is the GST Baseball League. Oh. Okay. Let me see. I, so I had Ramirez, Fernando Tatis, you Darvish, Matt Olson, which wasn't good, Eloy Jimenez, Ramon Laureano. That didn't work out. Denelson Lamette, Julio Urias, 
Michael Conforto, Hector Neris, Matthew Boyd, that sucked. Lourdes Gurriel, that was good. Chris Davis, oh my God, that sucked. Brandon Lau, Mark Melanson, Brian Anderson. How do these guys let you these. draft a team like this? Come oh, on. yeah, you're seeing it after the results, bro. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, I, I would have looked at that team on 20, draft bro. day. What? I said, I would have looked at that team on draft day, and I would have turned to everybody in the league being like, how the hell are you guys letting Ronas come get away with a team like this? How, bro? Like, who did I take that was – like, I pushed up uh, Olsen to round four, pick three. Uh, Eloy in round five? I don't remember what his ADP was last year. I don't either, but I do love Loriano I pushed up, and it didn't work out. I mean, Lamette in round seven, that was like a really big pick. Um, and then I'd probably pick someone on fourth waiver. I don't remember. But, yeah, I had a re- that was a really good year last year. Are the teams still here? Oh, yeah. Uh, so who did I get off the – oh, Clint Frazier off waivers helped. Pitch – oh, Corbin Burns. Ooh. Was that off waivers? I don't know. I was – I don't know. You didn't invite me in the league. Yeah, but – I was very high on you, Darvish, last year. In fact, I think when we picked the Cy Young candidates for serious, they asked us. You, Darvish, was my pick. So I was very high on Darvish last year and Lament. So those guys were big. And then I think I got Burns off waivers because I didn't – unless no, maybe the reserve round. Maybe I didn't go all the way to the bottom. But And then just hit on a lot of bats. You know, one of those years it happens. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. I like it. I like it. You'll have to keep me updated on what goes on in the uh, in that league. Um, all right. Well, great stuff all around, Adam. Um, you have tomorrow, you've got the Tout Wars draft. So we'll be talking about that. And then when does NBA start back up? Wednesday, but there's only two games on Wednesday. It starts back up Wednesday. All right. So tomorrow we'll talk about you know, your results in your Tout Wars draft, how that went for you. We'll talk some uh, some some midseason futures. So that way, if you guys want to get something in before the games start back up on Wednesday, uh, we'll, we'll give you enough time. So great shit all around. Big thanks to all of you guys for liking and subscribing. Adam, always a pleasure getting the chance to talk to you. I, I, you know what? I miss us not recording on the weekends anymore. We might have to start giving everybody that bonus show again. Right? Sunday nights. Right after right after we kill it with fab. Yeah. Baseball. Those exhaust those exhausting Sunday nights. <laughs> oh Jesus. Unbelievable. Um, but who knows? Maybe we will. But for tonight, that's gonna do it for us. Thanks again for tuning in. For Adam Ronis, I'm Howard Bender. This has been Annie Up and we'll catch you next time.